0: You are now entering Frida's World. Join us as we address various issues facing women of color in the workplace. We'll help you navigate your professional and personal life the Frida way. It's Frida's World. What's it like? What's it like? Classy and ratchet at the same time. You clash it. Like you love church music, but you f- with future. That's clashing. It's Frida's World. Welcome back, everyone, for another episode of Frida's World. I hope you guys are all staying safe, washing your hands, and keeping yourself sane as best as you can during this global pandemic. Last week's um, episode, you know, wasn't necessarily the normal full episode. Um, I basically had the interview portion that was posted with Kayleen Idmo, who is a healthcare worker, but I did not have my normal preliminaries, my highlight of the week and whatnot. And I haven't been well for the last um, couple of weeks. Those of you who tune in regularly know that I tend to not feel well for the most part, but um, these last, I don't even know if it's two weeks, three weeks, it's, you know, I can't keep track of the days anymore um, has been a little different. And, you know, the last week and a half really has been kind of crazy. I was in like the ER twice. I was having these weird symptoms. And, you know, for somebody who is generally does not feel well and who is very familiar with the health care system and whatnot, you know, what's normal. And what's not like I can sit through certain levels of pain and know that, okay, that's just a symptom of something else going on. Or maybe it could be my anxiety that's, you know, taking me, you know, to another level and you tend to kind of ride that out. But this situation that was taking place with me was something that was out of this world. And it's interesting because as of late, as I'm speaking to other people, they have experienced similar Things, however, their symptoms, you know, of the pain and whatnot, was also coupled with fever and, you know, I guess normal coronavirus symptoms. But, you know, last, I guess, the last week and a half, almost two weeks now, I had this pressure in my head that was unexplainable. You know, I am somebody who suffers from migraines. I used to suffer more so from migraines. I've been, you know, pretty good these last maybe two years in terms of having constant ongoing migraines. But I know what a migraine feels like. And I know what a headache feels like because I often get headaches as well. And this situation that was going on in my head, it felt like my brain was expanding. Like somebody was, you know, it was like a pressure cooker that was about to pop. Um, on top of that, I was feeling numbness to the left side of my face which when you you know explain those symptoms to a doctor, their first thought is are you having a stroke or did you have a stroke? And so I was told to go to the emergency room because of those particular symptoms. Um, and it was something that like no painkiller could get rid of like it was I legitimately thought that, I was about to have it, like I was going to get a brain aneurysm just from the pressure that was happening. Like I blacked out. Like it was, it was not a fun experience <laughs> to say the least. Um, I really thought that like if I fell asleep, I would not wake up. It was that serious. So I went to the emergency room. I had a friend of mine who worked at one of the local hospitals who, um, this hospital, unfortunately, I think being there, made my anxiety worse because it's not one of the best hospitals in Brooklyn, but you know, my friend was a radiology manager. And so the fast track option was there. If I, you know, went to this particular hospital with him. And so I wasn't so concerned so much By being there, because I thought all was going to happen was that I was going to get a CT scan, maybe an MRI, just to confirm that I did not have a stroke or I'm not having a stroke or that there's not something crazy going on with my brain. Because at the time, that's where, you know, your, your face is feeling, you know, limp or feeling numb. Like that's not something that normally happens. So I was able to get into the hospital. I was able to do one of the scans. But because the one scan was not really conclusive, they thought that it was best that I do a spinal tap, which in and of itself is a scary experience because they're going near your spine and any wrong move can paralyze you. So I had to, I went through that. And it, I ended up having to like, it took like a week for me to fully recover because my back was hurting. I can't sit for too long. I can't stand for too long. But long story short, I, you know, I had the spinal tap. I'm, I'm still walking. Um, they had to do another test to just to confirm that there wasn't any bleeding going on. There wasn't any blood hiding behind, you know, an ear or something. And so I left the ER, um, you know, having all of those tests done and confirming that, There was no, you know, brain damage and there was no bleed or anything like that. Even though I was still getting, having this pressure, that's not what it was at least. So, you know, they had put me on some medication while I was in the hospital that kind of alleviated the pain. And then I went home. So now this was a Tuesday night. I got home at like five o'clock in the morning, Wednesday. And Wednesday I woke up and I was having a panic attack. I, couldn't breathe. I was hyperventilating. So I ran to my room where there was, you know, I think the window was cracked. And so there was some cool air and I just started calling on the name of Jesus because I don't know what's going on with me. Like this, this was something that it was, it was just surreal for me. Um, I've had, panic attacks in the past. Very rarely I can, you know, I can remember the times that I had them and I knew what caused them, but this, I just woke up. I felt nauseous. Like it was crazy. So now Wednesday was fine. I was going through some pain, um, but manageable Thursday. I started feeling weird. I started feeling off, but again, manageable. Um, Friday came and, I started feeling a little detached. I started feeling a little off. But all of this time from like the Wednesday morning until like the Friday, you know, I was engaged in prayer lines. I was, my people were praying for me. I was, you know, burning all sorts of like, you know, aromatherapy in the house. I was meeting with my therapist. I was talking to my PCP. I was doing a lot of things to kind of calm down my anxiety so that I can really decipher like what this is. Is it, is it, you know, me being psychosomatic? Is there, is there something going on? So Friday came and, you know, I was spending time with my son. We even stepped outside for a little bit to try to get some air, which is something that I was, you know, so paranoid to do. But then as the day progressed, the head pressure came back. And I didn't do anything that was crazy. In fact, I thought that Friday was, you know, albeit I was having some pains, I thought that Friday was a pretty good day. I, I even played Django with my son. Like I, I felt like I was okay. And then as the day went on, the pressure came back. It started to intensify. But then I started getting pricks all over my body. Little, It started off very faint. I was getting pricks, like somebody was sticking a little needle in different parts of my body, I was feeling all this nerve pain, but I was like, huh, what is this? Even then, I didn't—I wasn't so alarmed, but I noticed it and it was very uncomfortable. And then my right arm started to lose sensation. And that's when I started to kind of freak out a little bit. My fingers were feeling numb. I was losing circulation and feeling in my right arm. My leg was a bit off and I'm trying to tell myself, Rita, you're going to be fine. Like, don't psych yourself out. But then I'm like, but I wasn't psyching myself out all day. So what exactly is happening to me right now? So then the night progresses and the pain intensifies. And this was not like body pain. This was every nerve in my body was on fire. It felt like a thousand people were sticking me with needles From my brain, like from my head to my toes, at the same time, I couldn't sit, I couldn't stand, I couldn't do anything. I was in a full body pain. Like when they ask you between the number of one and 10, how do you feel? Like it was 20. And I've never in my life had this particular situation take place. Like I've never felt this type of pain before. And it was different from the pain that I was feeling before. And I was trying to just suck it up. But then as my head became you know, more heavy and I felt like my tongue was heavy, I was like, I was talking to my cousin, you know, Natalia, who's been, very, you know, like a strong hold for me on the medical side with all of this, just, you know, tapping into her, asking her like, what should I do? I don't know what to do. I'm scared. I've never felt like this before. This is, this is not normal. And her encouraging me and telling me like, listen, if you can get to an emergency room, go to an emergency room and telling me which nursing home and nursing home, Jesus, which, um, emergency room to go to, Um, you know, I started to, to feel like maybe I might be able to find some sort of solution to this, but I, I would never wish this type of pain on anyone. Like it's a, it's different to like stub your toe and be in pain. It's different for somebody to stab you on the side or, you know, I've had a whole C-section before and I wasn't able to take any pain, any real painkillers because my son was preemie. So I know what a surgery feels like on Motrin right so I know what real pain feels like and this was nothing like that I would have taken a c-section any day than to take the pain that I was that I was you know experiencing so I called you know I, I hit up one of my friends like listen could you take me to the emergency room because I don't know what's going on with me I don't want to go alone you know unfortunately he wasn't able to to go with me but he was like I'm gonna, I'm gonna figure out who I can find for you and I hit up my boy Dwight Who, you know, is like, he's like, you know, my, my, one of my really good friends, um, real good support system. And I was like, Dwight, I need you to go to the hospital with me. And he was just like, Oh my God, what is going on? I'm like, I don't know what is going on, but this situation right here, like, I'm like, I can't go by myself. Like, I don't know what's happening with me. Like, I need somebody to go with me. And he was just like, all right. And at this point it was like, Want something in the morning. Which is why when you have your people, like I I know I talk about this a lot on this show, like the importance of having real friends and good friends, people who have your back. Um, this, you know, it's for times like these, like though this is when you know who your real people are. Um, those who are like willing to sacrifice themselves to be in the street just to help you out. Because, you know, we're in corona. Corona apocalypse. Nobody wants to leave their house, let alone step foot in a hospital if you don't need to. And he was just like, I'll go with you. So we went. And unfortunately, though, they wouldn't let him in um, because of the, the strict policies that they have. But, you know, he rode through with me and until he couldn't, you know, ride anymore. And so when I got there to the emergency room, you know, they took me in immediately there wasn't any type of like wait. There wasn't a waiting room anything like that. Um, And, you know, they ran whatever tests that they felt like they needed to x-rays, whatever, just to see like what could be going on. And so for the nerve pain, they had to prescribe me some sort of medication because they were like, this is some sort of neurological issue. Um, They can't figure out why this is happening, but they put me on this nerve pain and they gave it to me and it actually helped me. But once it wore off, the pain came back like full force. So I ended up coming home, Um, you know, I got my meds and, you know, I was struggling for the most part, but as the days went by, I started to feel better. Again, I stayed on the prayer lines, the Haitian prayer lines. Let me tell you, I mean, for those of you who are not Haitian, I'm sure your prayer lines are good too. But for those of you who, you know, who know the Haitians out there who know when you find a good Haitian prayer line, like like, you know, the dead will rise. Like, that's how powerful these prayer lines are. And I truly, you know, believe in them. So I was on the prayer line, you know, listening to the prayer, listening to scripture being read. You know, my mother was calling me every day, making sure that I was good. My people were calling me every day, making sure that I was good. Those those who prayed with me, prayed with me. Those who prayed for me, you know, prayed for me. I had the aromatherapy, you know, um, machine like on, you know, Consistently, you know, my mother, you know, she called to let me know. She's like, listen, for the pain that's happening, for the nerve pain, for the headache, you know, put on the peppermint oil. The peppermint oil will assist you. It will, like, it's known for that. And I did. And I sat there and I, you know, I was sniffing peppermint oil literally all day as I laid in bed because I couldn't get up, I couldn't walk, like, it was bad. And so when I sat there, I'm listening, I'm smelling the peppermint oil. I started to feel like, you know, the the headache started to like dissipate. The pain was still there, but it became mild. It was milder each and every day. Like as each and every day came and went, the pain became milder and milder. And so, you know, I was talking to my uncle, who's a doctor, um yesterday actually or the day before yesterday and I was telling him my symptoms, I was telling him what was going on and he was just like you know before you even finished your sentence, you know, I'm like this has, this has to be like the coronavirus. Now, I'm never got tested, I don't know. But in his experience and what he's seen, he's like he's seen people come to the emergency room with this specific pain that came out of nowhere, like this nerve pain that they've never had before. And a lot of people might think it could be anxiety. For me, I was like, it has to be anxiety. Maybe it's anxiety. Like maybe this is, maybe I'm psyching myself out, but I've I've lived with anxiety for a good portion of my life. I know what anxiety can cause. Like I've had situations in my life that were 10 times worse than what's happening here in this coronavirus. And I never experienced that type of pain before. And I never experienced those type of symptoms before. And at this point, I'm convinced that most everybody has been exposed. And now, you know, there's not enough research, obviously, on this thing. But now the the loss of um, sensation, I guess, of smell is now like a symptom of COVID. And, you know, like my uncle was saying, this is a virus. And we don't know how this virus is attacking our bodies. Everybody is so... Uh, concerned about the cough and the fever, but there are people having these weird, mysterious things. And I know it's so easy to chop it up to like, oh, it might be something psychological, but it's not. It could actually be a symptom. And as I talk to more and more people who were like, oh my gosh, like I was so sick a month ago, or my, I had this weird pressure in my head and my arm went limp out of nowhere. And these are people who, you know, we've experienced like we're black people living in America. We know what stress is about. We've been under heavy forms of stress and this stuff never happened to us before. And so it's hard to dismiss that, you know, as more and more reports are coming from people having these same crazy neurological symptoms being testing positive or being positive for, um, you know, COVID-19, that this might actually be the case. And so, you know, and reading about, you know, the spread of this thing and how how things have been playing out in the last couple of months, I'm convinced that each and every one of us, especially those of us living in New York City, have have been exposed to it and that we're either asymptomatic or I don't know, we were exposed to it and it didn't it didn't do anything to us like, you know, we just I don't know, like I can't, I don't know, you know, the whole like, you know, world of epidemiology and diseases and stuff like I don't, you know, it's kind of like the common cold. You could be exposed to the virus and not get the cold, right? Not actually have the virus, I guess. And so I'm wondering if that's the case with a lot of us who were exposed, but just did not get the virus or who were exposed and are asymptomatic and we're, or, or we are showing symptoms, but they're not the typical fever and cough symptoms, right? Like we're having arm tinglings, um, numbness in the arm, nerve pain, headaches for people who never suffer from migraines, um, people who generally are not affected by stress. So, you know, at this point, I feel like most people, you know, have been exposed or have it or have had a bout of it. You thought it was a flu a month ago, but it could have been that. You know, these are really crazy times that we're living in right now. And I think the best thing for all of us to do is to boost our immune system as best as we can while we're in the house. Right. And thank God that we are not um, if we do have it or if we have been exposed, that it's just something that's just going to run through us. Right. Some of us can catch a cold and we're fine. You know, a little cough, a little sniffle here, but we're good. Another person will catch a cold and they're damn near bedridden. So, you know, it affects us differently. But I'm hoping that, you know, at least for those of us who might have been exposed or who have it, that it just runs its course like a regular virus and, you know, we'll be good to go. Um And that we continue again to do immune boosting things like ginger, turmeric, you know, eating the leafy greens. Um, You know, I have this Haitian concoction that I made that I used to make when I've had the flu. I haven't had the flu many times in my life, but the times that I did, I remember them. And I've made this concoction. And, you know, two days later, I'm good. I've made this for other friends who have had the flu and they have had the same, you know, um, reaction after like a day or two, they were good. And so I've been making that tea, drinking that, um, you know, boiling leaks in, you know, in, in milk, whether it be almond milk or dairy, like that's known to be helpful for, you know, pulmonary support. And so there's a lot of natural things that we can do to support our immune systems that, you know, a lot of people aren't really talking about, right? Everybody's searching for this vaccine. And, you know, I hope that they do find it, especially for those who are in the hospitals, bedridden on the ventilators. But for those of us who are at home, whether we have it or not, there's so many things we can do naturally. I know there's a lot of people who like, you know, turn their nose down to the holistic world. And I'm I'm not somebody who's, uh, you know, 100% holistic. Like I do go to the doctor. I, I realize that there are points where you do need Western medicine. But, you know, I was raised with a medicine woman in my house. And so I barely went to the doctor when I was a kid. I grew up on leaves. I grew up on herbs. I grew up on concoctions and I was fine. And these things have been proven in my life. Even as an adult, I've done some of these things and I've been OK. So, you know, this is the time that, you know, If you don't know what to do, call your grandmother, call your auntie, do research. Like these essential oils, like a lot of them are lifesavers, like tea tree oil, lemongrass oil, lavender, peppermint. These are oils that we all should have in our house regardless. There are certain things like ginger, like fresh ginger, um, turmeric powder. These are things that we should have in our house regardless. Cloves. I know with Haitians we hate the off as we call it but a lot of people do not like the taste of clove but you know cloves have a lot of healing agents in them and so you want to make sure that you always have cloves cloves in your house that you always have garlic in your house you know these are things that are a staple that when the time comes and they're saying things like you can't take ibuprofen or relieve people are afraid to take ibuprofen and leave because of certain data that's been out. And although, you know, doctors will say, well, you know, there's not 100 um, percent certainty that this is true. I don't care if there's only 2 percent certainty. You know, the data is out there. You know, <laughs> I'm not waiting for, for enough people to die to prove it. So if they're saying I'm not to take ibuprofen and and Advil and all this other stuff, I'm not going to take it if I can, if I can help it. But there are so many natural things to relieve pain and tension that I've been looking into, you know, to help me out because I'm one of those people who can't take Tylenol. I'm allergic and I could only take ibuprofen and, um, you know, the, you know, all the incense, like the Motrins, the Advils. And right now I'm doing my best not to have to take them. So I'm you know, leaning on the knowledge that I gained from my grandmother to essentially heal myself. So, you know, today, (laughs) long winded, 23 minutes in telling you guys what's been going on with me. But today I really wanted to just come on and just talk about you know, a verse that I read earlier this week when I was just trying to get myself in a state of meditation and in a state of oneness with God because, you know, I've never shied away from saying that I'm a Christian, that I'm a follower of Jesus Christ, that I'm a believer of his word, that I believe that he's able to heal. I've never shied away from that because God has healed me in the past. Like I said, I've gone through some serious stuff and I'm still able to be here and even like talk to you guys. Like the fact that I'm alive today and that I'm able to speak, that I'm able to share, um, that I am able to, you know, give these testimonies. It's, if it wasn't for God, you know, I would be six feet under, I would be dead a long time ago. I would have been paralyzed. I would have been bedridden. Like I, I would not have been able to walk right now. Um, and so for me, it's really important during these times of crisis that I turn my eyes right to the hills. And because that's where I know my help comes from, that I make sure that I stay grounded in in God and that I you know stay grounded in who I am. And, and I build up my faith because I've always been honest about this, too. My faith is not as many things that I've gone through in life. You know, my faith is it wanes. Right it wavers sometimes because I don't pour in. I don't really feed, I guess my spiritual bank as much as I, I should, right. I don't spend enough time. Um, you know, when we're going through our daily hustle and bustle, it's hard. It is hard. Um, I will say it's hard. Some people might say it's not hard, but it is hard to stay grounded in God's word. It is because you're so focused on work. You're so focused on everything else that's going on in your life. You're so focused on the negativity and you're internalizing the negativity that you. You forget sometimes to pray. You forget to do a devotion. You forget to crack that Bible open. You have the app on your phone, but you don't even, you know, you might be doing good one, two days, and then day three, like you fall off again because you're so bogged down with, you know, what's going on in the world and in your life. And so a lot of times it takes moments like these times of crisis for us to remember, you know, that God is still in control and that he's still the King and that he still sits on the throne, regardless of what's happened, you know, with this whole COVID situation, you know, I've lost several people in a span of like less than a week and every day, you know, thank God yesterday I didn't get any bad news today. I haven't gotten anything so far. Thank God. Cause the news normally comes in the morning, but, you know, losing people that, you were just like, I just saw you last week, or I just heard from you the other day. You know, it's, it's crazy how short life is and how, you know, how much we take it for granted, but how much we take God's grace for granted and his mercy for granted. And, you know, my prayer for myself is that, you know, I continue to stay grounded and I work on my faith and I work on You know, having hope more, so that when times of crisis come, it's not now that I'm trying to build up my reserves, but that, you know, when I'm met with challenges in my life, automatically I'm like, you know, I'm not even going to stress about this thing because you know God's in control. Even if I die, even if even if the decree is for me to die, even if God's will is for me to die, that I'm going to die in peace. That I'm going to die, know that I'm saved, and that I'm going to die knowing that. I, you know, you know, that it's God's will and I'm at peace with it. And so um, I wanted to just share this particular verse that I felt um, really is uh, needed during a time like this. I mean, you know, there's many verses, obviously, that are good in the times of trouble, but this one um, gave me a sense of hope. It gave me a sense of hope that we are going to come out through this. Again, we don't know what God's plans are. The only thing that we can do is trust that, you know, his plans are for our good and that whatever happened happened for a reason. Um, And so... The verse is Isaiah 58 verse 11, and this is from the NIV version because I know some people are die hard with their King James version. You know, I try to not make my mind work so hard (laughs) with the thee, thou, shalt not. I don't speak like that in regular, you know, everyday life. So I try to make things simple for me um, so that I could absorb the context better. But, you know, if if you can if you can do that, that King James Version, good for you. (laughs) But the verse goes, the Lord will guide you always. He will satisfy your needs in a scorched land. You will be like a well watered garden, like a spring whose waters never fail. And for me, that gave me hope that right now I feel like we are living in a scorched land you know i feel like we are living in a barren land i feel like we are living in you know in in an in, in an empty land like i just feel like we're we're living in hard times basically and right now you know god is saying that he's going to guide us and he's going to satisfy our needs um scorched land a lot of us have been furloughed we're not you know, we have a job allegedly waiting for us, maybe, but we're not getting paid. Unemployment hasn't kicked in yet and bills are still being, you know, despite there being, um, you know, a stoppage in a sense to some bills, the bills are still accumulating, though. We're going to owe this money. If we can't pay it right now, we're going to owe it soon. And a lot of us are supposed to start paying bills back next month. And this thing is not about to pass. So. You know, I feel like that's equivalent to living in this scorched land, right we We don't have we don't have any income coming in. Some of us have been laid off. Period. Like we're fired. Like we don't even have a job to look forward to. So not only do we not have um, a paycheck coming in, now we have to worry about how to get a job in this economic crisis, where people, you know, the last thing that's on a lot of employers' minds now is to be hiring. Like they're just gonna work with what they have until they can't anymore. Right? That's the, that's scorched land right there. A lot of us are wondering where are we gonna get food? Like we're looking in our refrigerators. Instacart is now on strike. We're looking in our refrigerators like wow the food is dwindling. A lot of us have children in these homes, so we're competing with our children for food. You know, the box of cereal, we're on our last box right now. We only got one pack of ramen left in the house. And, you know, we're either too scared to leave the house to run to the local bodega, to run to the grocery store. Instacart is on strike, (laughs) you know, like it's, it's, some of us are worried. And, and that's, that's for those of us who can afford Instacart. There are people who were laid off even before things kind of got extra crazy and who have not had unemployment kick in yet who can't even afford that last box of cereal who can't even afford that pack of ramen noodle right now you know like we're living in a scorched land like we're living in barren lands right now like you know this is crazy times but the word says that he's gonna guide us always and he's gonna satisfy our needs and i can't remember exactly the exact verse but i know it's in matthew cuz a couple of my friends referenced referenced it this week but talking about how you know the birds don't worry about where their food is going to come from because god takes care of the birds and so if he's going to take care of the birds you know how can he not take care of us right and so but that's where the faith comes in to you know to believe that he is going to satisfy the needs even though we're looking in that cabinet and we're like there's only one box of macaroni and cheese left. Like what is going to happen? How how is this going to work? You know, I'm looking at this bill that, you know, they said that they don't care about the coronavirus. They are withdrawing this money. Or I saw all the water company, they're not bending, or my electricity, you know, is about to come off. Like we're living in scorched land. We're living in barren land, but God is telling us that he is going to satisfy our every need and he is going to make us like we are going to be like well-watered gardens, right? So it's one of those things like, you know, when I often feel ill, people are like, how do you look, how do you look so good though? Like you look, you don't look like, I can't even believe that you're not feeling well right now. Well, I'm well-watered. Right? Because I don't look like what I'm going through. God is still keeping me, even though things are happening. Right? So, right now, you know, we're going through it and we're facing this hard time and we're wondering how we're going to make these payments. How are we going to, you know, eat? How are we going to live? Like, what are we going to do? But yet, you know, if our spirit is intact, you know, we will be like a weld watered garden right like a spring whose waters never fail like we're going to be okay essentially is what this verse says and for somebody who suffers from anxiety and i've been more and more in tune with that as of lately um you know as black people we never want to to <laughs> acknowledge that, you know, we're going through some sort of like, you know, anxiety or some sort of episode. It's always, you know, I got so much on my plate right now or, you know, I just got a lot of things to do. There's always an excuse. Um, But now that I'm really trying to, you know, own up to the fact that this is what's happening, you know, with me in general and that I need to do better and I need to really get that under control so that it doesn't exacerbate the other real issues that I have going on. Um it's it's all about having the faith believing that you know God's going to take care of you and God's going to provide for you and that at the end of the day we're going to emerge from all of this not looking like we came through a crisis. And for those of you guys who have lost somebody or currently has somebody in the hospital fighting for your life again you know it's about placing your faith and your trust in God and casting your cares this morning. I was doing a devotion with my son and it talked about casting your cares onto God. And I'm trying to see if I could find that verse because I felt like it was also very, very, um, very, very hopeful. And it made me feel as if, you know, I, you know, that again, like there's a plan. God always has a plan for his children and that, you know, Things are going to be okay. And so this one, this verse also came from Isaiah. Isaiah 41 verse 10. So do not fear for I am with you. Do not be dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold um, you up with my righteous right hand. And then the other verse from the devotion this morning was Psalms 55, verse 22. Cast your cares on the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never let the righteous be shaken. And it's something my mother always said. And, you know, a lot of times we, you know, we kind of rebel from the word of our parents. But it's true that, you know, you cast your cares onto the Lord and he will handle those burdens for us right he's never going to let the righteous be shaken and you know we look around the world and we see all this like you know we see all this pestilence we see all this this heartbreak we see homeless people and some people question you know how is there a god we see little kids dying you know things that are just so morbid but you know it's true what The word says, like, have you ever seen the righteous shaken? It doesn't necessarily mean that everybody's situation is going to be like, you know, 100 percent like great. Like, you know, a lot of times you find these homeless people on the street and they have more faith than those of us who live in homes. They're they're casting their burdens on the Lord like the God's never going to give you more than you can bear. And, you know, a lot of times we try to compare our situations with others and we see that homeless person like, man, how can there be a God? Because look at him but you don't know where that person came from. You don't know that this situation might be the best situation for him at this moment to maybe bring him closer to Christ or to strengthen that person's faith. You know, we really don't know. And so I think, you know, what we all should do in a time like this um, is just cast our cares on God, focus ourselves on his word um, and really just work on our faith and not question what's going on in the world. I mean, it's hard for us, you know, not to do that, especially somebody like me. I'm very inquisitive. I want to know everything. But, you know, when when your hands are tied and you don't know what to do, this is the perfect moment. You know, even if you're not necessarily a believer in Christ or a believer in God, like what is it going to hurt for you to try to believe in something in a time like this where, you know, people feel like there's no hope, right? Right. Like what does it what does it um, hurt? I guess I guess if that's the phrase you guys always know that I'm always at a loss (laughs) for. I'm always trying to find a good catchphrase and it never you know I could never quite get it right. That's the that's the Caribbean in me. Um, But you know what what do you have to lose than to place your hope in something right? To place your hope in in God right? Because right now like I don't I mean. I don't know what I don't know what's happening. I don't know what's going on. Nobody knows what's going on. The doctors don't know what's going on. Um, people are scared. People are frightened. But I think that if we, you know, find find some faith, even if it's the size of a mustard seed or even half a mustard seed, and you, you know, you bring it to God, I feel like He'll strengthen you, and He'll give you that peace you know, I'm still unable to sleep, you know, especially every time the phone rings or there's a text, I'm, I'm wondering, is it somebody else who's gone? And that's troubled me, you know, I'll sleep for maybe an hour or two and then I'm up. And, but that's me still needing to work on my faith. You know, I still need to have that in me so that when my subconscious takes over, I'm still at peace. So, you know, Frida's world (laughs) you know we're focused on um, addressing various issues faced by women of color in the workplace right now for a lot of us there is no workplace Um, but at the end of the day you know the show must go on and so we're gonna be pivoting to different you know areas I think right now um, you know just being a source of hope um, talking about anxiety how to cope with anxiety Maybe having some segments about working from home for those of us who are still working from home, still slaving away at home. You know, maybe certain tips, certain best practices. Um, For those of us who are not working um, for the man at the moment, honing in on some of your creativity. Maybe figuring out what, you know, that real side hustle is like, you know, building something, creating something, learning a new skill. I know for me, for the longest time, I've been trying to be fluent in Spanish. Um, <laughs> I'm not that bad, but this is a time maybe for me to hone in on that skill. Um, I'm an attorney by trade. This is a time maybe for me to work on some other maybe legal skills that I, that might have been lacking. So this is a time that a lot of us, you know, probably were in need of. This is not how we wanted it. Um definitely wasn't how we wanted it but this might be that time that you've so desperately needed to not just work on yourself but to work on a new skill to perfect the skill to create something new that you never had time to think about but now you have all the time in the world to think so think of the next million dollar billion dollar project write the book that you always had in your heart to write but never had the time to do so you got about two months write that book now uninterrupted unless you have children um so you know i encourage all of you guys to keep the faith um figure out what you need to do to keep sane if it's you know amazon right now i think they're still shipping some things get this aromatherapy machine it's been a lifesaver for me make sure that you have certain essentials in your house um you know get your mind right do some meditation do some yoga I haven't done the yoga yet, but hopefully I will (laughs) maybe Um, just figure out what you need to do to get your mind right. You know, therapists are now online. All of them are doing video, um, video consultations, you know, look into getting a therapist. You know, do what you need to do, to get your mind right. Um, But also the physical fitness aspect, which I have not dibbled and dabbled into yet but there's a lot of online platforms there's a lot of you know youtube platforms we also have to get our bodies moving we're not trying to create blood clots in our system not trying to sound morbid but that can happen if we're just sitting laying down all day like figure out get a weight if you don't have a weight there's a lot of you know is it calisthenics i think you know movements and stuff you can do with your own body weight but let's use this time to get ourselves a hundred percent even though it's it's crazy outside our windows right now. It's it's crazy in the streets, but you know, we don't have to let that affect us. We can figure out how to still move forward, still push forward even in the midst of this crisis, in the midst of disaster. You know, let's try to focus on the positive as much as we can um so that we don't go crazy. So, hopefully you guys were able to get something out of today's episode. Um, I ain't got nothing but time. <laughs> so you can slide up in my DMs. I'm going to try to create more content. I'm going to be reaching out to a lot of people to, you know, be guests on the show since people are home. Um, and if you yourself, you feel like you're an expert in something and you have something to contribute to those um, on the Frida's World platform, feel free to reach out to me you know, a lot, you know, get into my DMs on Instagram, Frida's World, F-R-E-E-D-A-S underscore world. You could even catch me on my personal if that's what you prefer. I am Rita Pierre, Rita spelled R-I-T-H-A and Pierre, P-I-E-R-R-E. I'm on Instagram. You can, um, you know, send me an email if you would prefer that as well. Um, it's Rita, R-I-T-H-A at fridasworld.com And just look out for, you know, more creativity coming your way. I'm going to try to maybe do some maybe Instagram posts, uh, more Instagram posts in terms of videos. I have to shout out my assistant, uh, Nira Libor, who's been holding me down these past couple of weeks posting. A lot of times you guys might think it's me actually posting, but Nira has mastered the language of Rita, <laughs> has mastered the thinking of Rita over the course of this last, you know, month and a half, two months I believe. And so, you know, she's been holding down the social media platforms, posting, um, you know, really getting you guys engaged um on the platforms because I have been, you know, in a sense MIA trying to recover. Um, So I really want to give thanks to her and to shout her out um, and to let her know that I really appreciate her for all of the work that she's been doing. And that when we come out of this mess, you know, I'm hoping that not even hoping I know that Frida's world is going to emerge and we are hopefully I keep saying hopefully it's just my way of talking. I got to change my speech, but that we will um, you know be a force to reckon with and that we will be a platform that will be recognized and just thank you to all of you who have never given up on Frida's world you know sometimes the consistency is not a hundred percent there but again you know I have to do what's best for me sometimes and as much as I try to keep it consistent sometimes it slips but I thank you guys for understanding and I thank you guys for just being you know a big supporter of me Um and just being there, encouraging me. Some of you guys hit me up on the side and just like, hey Rita, how you doing? You know, looking forward to the next show, you know, and just really giving me ideas even. So I really appreciate you guys for being part of this platform, being part of my tribe and being part of my Frida fam. And so, with that being said, don't forget that Frida's World is available on pretty much any platform that you listen to your podcast, that you enjoy your podcast, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, SoundCloud, many more, iHeartRadio. So make sure that you subscribe and that you download the episodes and that you share it with your friends, Um, you know, repost, do what we got to do. So I'm looking forward to, you know, creating more for you guys, bringing you guys valuable information. Like I said, we're going to be pivoting a little bit, focusing more on some maybe some wellness, mental health, anxiety, um, more working from home techniques, um, etc. Because we do have to pivot, you know, in this type of climate, um, but we're pivoting for the good. So, hope you guys have a great rest of the week. Continue praying for one another, continue supporting one another, and I will talk to you guys next week. This, this. It's Frida's World. World What's it like, what's it like Classy and ratchet at the same time, you clash it Like you love church music but you f- with future, that's clashing It's Frida's World, World.